You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, folks, here on Big Blue Views Audio Lineup. I'm Joe Delio, joined by Chris Fum, and we are here previewing the Giants' next matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles. While this game is not necessarily going to do much for the Giants' record, but it does provide an opportunity to spoil some playoff hopes. So today we're going to talk about some of the things that we learned from the last time these two teams faced off. Some things that maybe have changed in the meantime, but Chris, we first have to address the uh, uncertainty still at quarterback. Apparently, Joe Judge and Jake Fromm on Wednesday when we're recording this are both receiving starter reps in practice, so we don't know for sure. It's still a step in the right direction for Fromm to start, but there's a bit of uncertainty, um, which makes sense because you want to come into this game not giving away that Fromm is going to start. But I think all signs are pointing towards that. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how you start Mike Lennon after the last three games. Uh, We know what Mike Lennon is. Everybody in the NFL knows what Mike Lennon is. He's a guy who cannot move. He can't get out of his own way. He's got a big arm, but he will put the ball in danger. He will force throws he shouldn't even think about. He will throw into coverage, and he will give your, your defense opportunities at turnovers. That's who Mike Lennon is. Jake Fromm, he's unknown. He is basically a rookie. He has a quick release. You you can tell that from just his Georgia tape. But other than that, his tendencies, his yeah, how he plays within this offense, you know, we basically have two and a half minutes of game tape on him. And that's all the Eagles defense has. So it's probably going to be from, but I do not expect the Giants to announce that until they absolutely have to. Yeah, I'm certainly rooting for the Jake from starting uh, deal to go down. And we, we've obviously talked about that to death on this show and on this this stream of, of podcasts. Um, I would be very, very disappointed if it is not Jake from at least at some point in this game. I mean, you know, maybe they still decide to start Glennon and it's only for a quarter or a half. Uh, I need to see Jake Fromm to at least feel a little bit better about the decision-making of this, this coaching staff and this uh, this front office as well. So right now, Chris, Giants are going to be facing the Eagles on a short week. They just played on Tuesday in a very close, messy uh, Tuesday night game which against Washington, which felt weird to see. And there's probably a Good chance that we get more of that through the final stretch of the season, but they are coming off of a you know for a sh- short period of time, less time than the Giants had, and also are in a position where they're actually pushing to make the playoffs. They're at seven and seven. They're trying to get into that seventh wild card spot. 
Um, they're in a position to do so, considering how bad the other teams they're competing with and how easy their current schedule is. And it's certainly a possibility, but it allows for the Giants to come in and play spoiler for a team that has played spoiler for the Giants many times in the past. Yeah, I'm sure the Giants and Joe Judge would love to uh, pay the Eagles back for the end of last year and not potentially knock them out of the playoffs. But I, I feel like that's going to be easier said than done just because the Eagles are they're on short rest. It's basically the same as having played Thursday night football when you're coming off of a, a Sunday night game. And the Giants are relatively more rested. You know, they just played at home. They got, yeah, this is a road trip, but it's not much of a road trip. It's, you know, basically right in their backyard. It's hour and a half, maybe. Right. So it's, the Giants are going to be the better rested team, but right now they're just playing for pride. The Eagles, they know they're basically in the playoffs right now. This is playoff football for them. Yeah, if they lose, their postseason hopes basically go down to nothing. So, yeah, the, the those dynamics are absolutely going to be at play, and I think that's going to make this game more interesting than it w- than it would maybe otherwise be. And just for some context, the current wild card standings: the 49ers have pretty much locked up that sixth spot at eight and six. And then the current seven-seeded team is the Minnesota Vikings at seven and seven. There is a block of seven and seven teams as the Eagles are slotted at eight, right above the New Orleans Saints, who are also seven and seven. And then we have Washington, who they just recently beat uh, at six and eight. So, and also the Falcons are also six and eight as well. So there's a lot of crappy, mediocre teams that are in contention for that seventh wild card spot. There is a, a strong possibility that the Eagles end up being that seventh wild card team um, based on what happens above them. But as we know, the Giants can come in and really push them around as they did the last time. And one of the things that we figured out in this last game that the Giants played against them, despite assuming that there would be a mismatch for a team that has a better record, they did the one thing that seemed so dumb in terms of an offensive uh, or a, an offensive approach forcing the Eagles to do this by daring them to throw the ball a ton. And and they put Jalen Hurts in these situations where they were begging him to throw the ball. And he led to a lot of turnovers, a lot of bad mistakes, um, interceptions, questionable decisions to throw the ball on fourth and short, things like that, which helped set up that first victory for the Giants over the Eagles this season. Yeah, and you know, we found out after the game that Jalen Hurts injured his ankle in that game. You know, kind of kind of like how we found out after the game that Daniel Jones suffered what turned out to be a season-ending neck injury during that game. And I do have to wonder looking back if that ankle injury really factored into the way the Eagles played that game because there was no good reason for the Eagles to throw the ball nearly as much as they did. Yeah. The secondary is basically the strength of the Giants team. And the way the Eagles play offense, particularly since that week eight about face they made on the, uh, in their offensive scheme, really allows them to bypass and not even consider the strength of the Giants defense and just keep the ball on the ground, run it a ton, run that read option, which 
Jalen Hurts is so effective at doing and just attack the Giants defense in a way it's not used to being attacked. And for some reason, they didn't do that. I have to wonder if the ankle and the Hurts just not being able to run really played into that. Now, he still picked up just under 80 yards, but a lot of those were scrambles, not read option runs or design quarterback runs. And I also have to wonder if maybe that ankle injury kind of played into his inability to throw, where he had a lot of underthrown balls or just misplaced passes that the Giants were able to pick off. So, you know, we don't know how much that ankle injury impacted his game and the way the Eagles decided to play. Uh, I would fully expect Patrick Graham to try to dare the Eagles to throw some more, uh, stack the box, play a lot of man coverage or what would look like man coverage. Maybe try to bait them into throws with some kind of softer zone coverage and then go to post-snap rotations to fill in those zones, so to speak. But it would also kind of be surprising to me if Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts took the bait again because, you know, it obviously didn't work last time. Yeah, you would think based on the structure of this roster that they would be more willing to run the football. This is a team that is more effective at running the ball. I believe Jalen Hurts has 10 rushing touchdowns this season. We know that that, that that's their strength depending on Hurts' health. But in this first time that we watch them play, there were a lot of deep passes thrown. There were a lot of there was a big effort to, for some reason, stretch the field, and that did not work. And I almost wonder, in anticipation of this game, if they shift their focus a lot more, and if the Giants are going to be properly equipped to defend against that. Um, I would probably anticipate, though, Chris, that they probably would try to run it a bit more, maybe keep things a little bit closer to the sticks. Yeah, that that was one thing against. Again, uh, in in Philly's game against Washington that you did notice is they ran the ball a lot. They had 41 rushing attempts, well over 200 yards. Uh, I think it was something like 238 total yards on the ground. Hurts, yeah, he made some mistakes. Yeah, he threw an interception. He had a fumble early that let Washington get a lead on Philly, which they ultimately were able to make up. But he also did run in a couple touchdowns on his own. So. Yeah, the, I fully expect the Eagles to lean back into their running game. It's what they are built to do. Yeah, they'll probably try to take advantage of one-on-one coverage and attack deep, particularly if the Giants start stacking the box, if they play eight or nine defenders close to the line of scrimmage. And maybe Dallas Goddard can get a one-on-one matchup or Devonta Smith can get a one-on-one matchup. Maybe uh, Kez Watkins, if he gets a one-on-one matchup, expect them to get the to test the Giants' defense deep. But I would be surprised if if it's even a fifty-fifty split between passes and runs. Hopefully, for the Eagles' sake, that they're not doing the same mistakes that they uh, that they made in the first time they played. For the Giants' sake, hopefully, they do make those same mistakes because that is going to lead to. Um, an easier day defensively to basically defend the same game plan that you had the first time that they played. 
But one thing we learned for certain in this performance was that if the Giants want to win, they're going to need to force turnovers. And if there is less passes thrown, they're going to need to try and take the football away through fumbles, trying to knock that ball out. Maybe it's whenever Jalen Hurts is moving out of the pocket, trying to punch the ball away, strip sacks, things like that are going to be critical in this game because as we know, the only way the Giants can put points on the board is if they do force turnovers, if they score points off of them. If they don't, that has led to a lot of their offensive issues um, and also led to a number of their losses by not getting any points off of those turnovers. Yeah, like pretty much every other game this year, if the Giants want to win, the defense is going to have to carry the offense. They are going to need to try to slow down the Eagles running game as much as they can. They're going to need to put Jalen Hurts under duress. And if he puts the ball in danger, the Giants are going to need to capitalize. And that's pretty much all there is to it. Yeah. I really don't know how much the Giants can rely on their offense for much at all. We want to see Jake Fromm out there. We're interested to see what he does. But he's still basically a rookie quarterback who's been on the roster a month. You know, he didn't go through an offseason program with a proper offensive installation. He hasn't been through mini camp and training camp in the preseason. He's basically kind of getting a crash course uh, and pseudo training camp ma- preseason mashup right now. And that's less than ideal. So I really wouldn't want to be relying on the offense. And the last thing you want to see is if this turns it is if this kind of turns into a shootout, if the giants defense isn't able to slow down, the Eagles offense if they don't take the bait and throw too much and you know we did see particularly against uh, last time against Philly against the Chargers against Dallas the Giants edges have improved but they are still vulnerable to those wide zone runs and hopefully that's not something the Eagles start hammering away at yeah, in the pass rush, I think we might also get to see a little bit more of some of these younger guys. It sounds like overall in this game, Chris, we're going to get some exposure to some of these younger players, um, maybe getting Matt Parrott in a little bit more. I do hope that we do get to see uh, some more of Ellerson Smith, which we haven't really... I don't even think we've gotten any of him this year, have we? Uh, we've gotten some. I think he's gotten about 70 or so snaps so far. It's Maybe more than 80. I would have anticipated. Uh, yeah, it, it's come in bits and pieces and really piecemeal. You know, a few, a few in one game, maybe a dozen in another game. I think he might have gotten as many as 20 against Dallas, simply because Leonard Williams is playing with that injured arm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't rely on him to play 75% of the defensive snaps anymore. Yeah, that many snaps against the... Cowboys, I think, is pretty promising because, I mean, look, ultimately, we want to get more of Ellerson Smith out there. We want to see more young guys get onto the field and get some more playing time because we're at the point where the playoffs are out of the equation. You want to get some of those younger guys on the field. And what better way to do it than a team that you've already beaten? And hopefully, we do get to see some more of those players in the mix, maybe a little more Aaron Williams, you know, or Aaron Robinson, rather, uh, and some of those other guys. Yeah. And I think if, 
Matt Parrott gets on the field, this could be a really good measuring stick for him. Yeah, the Giants offensive line played better than I think a lot of people want to give them credit for, at least for the most part. Will Hernandez still struggled. He had a bad game against Dallas, but the rest of the offensive line held up pretty well against that potent Dallas pass rush. Well, we've got another potent pass rush again this week with the Eagles. We've been over it before. Josh Sweat is an athletic freak. Derek Barnett is a pretty good technician. Fletcher Cox is still Fletcher Cox. And Javon Hargrave is one of the best pass rushing defensive tackles in the NFL. So each one of these guys is going to get tested. And I fully expect the Giants to try to lean into the running game themselves. This could wind up being a surprisingly quick game if both teams take the air out of the ball and we don't get too many clock stoppages. One thing, though, that uh, we should hit on before we wrap up here, Chris, um, talking about things that have changed seemingly since this last time that these two teams have played, uh, Hertz hasn't played in all the games. Minshew has stepped in, and we know that Minshew is capable of being a competent backup or actually, I would uh, argue, above competent. He looked really good in the one game that he stepped in and had to play. So if in the event that Jalen Hurts comes in, has some ankle issues, isn't fully healthy, we know that Gardner Minshew is capable of stepping in and doing those things. A much better backup quarterback situation what the Giants have, and it's something to, to certainly be aware of dealing with an injured quarterback that you're facing. Yeah, I, I would say Gardner Minshew, he he was a actually a passable starting quarterback for the Jaguars. He kind of strikes me as the new age Ryan Fitzpatrick, except for the fact that he didn't go to Harvard and doesn't have <laughs> a truly excellent beard. But yeah, other than that, Minshew is an exciting player. He is a daring player he will test your defense deep and he has the ability to complete passes you know it it would be i think a real test for the giants defense if they're preparing for jalen hurts and then all of a sudden something happens maybe hurts aggravates that ankle injury and he has to go out and Minshew comes in and all of a sudden they're airing the ball out that i think would be maybe not a nightmare scenario for the Giants defense because Philly still doesn't have great receivers, but having to change gears and change philosophies on a dime like that would be, uh, I'll just say less than ideal. The other thing too, that we've noticed uh, in the past few games, especially against Washington is more reliance on the run game. 41 rushing attempts against Washington uh, maybe some of that does come in line with the injury to Jalen Hurts that they're trying to take a little bit of pressure off of him, but they have retooled and gotten back to running the football. It remains to be seen if they will stick with that when the Giants play them because that approach was very random and out of nowhere, but there is probably going to be a lot more rushing attempts in this game by the Eagles. Yeah, 41 rushing attempts. I, I think only like eight of them were with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Miles Sanders had 18. Jordan Howard had, oh, what what was it? 15, yes. And yeah, interesting. Hertz was the only runner to score a touchdown, but yeah, Miles Sanders is a good back. I believe they still have Boston Scott healthy. I he he didn't get any carries, so maybe he maybe he isn't healthy. I probably should have checked up on that. Oops. But yeah, I fully expect them to 
really try to run the ball, pound the rock, rely on the, that big, good run blocking offensive line of theirs. You know, Jordan, by Jordan, my uh, Landon Dickerson, if he is active and available by then, and I believe he's on the COVID-19 list. I, I don't know if he will be activated by then. Uh, I suppose that's one benefit to the giants for this short week. Yeah, certainly a benefit for the Giants having that short week. Um, we'll see what happens in this game, though, Chris. It's going to be an interesting one as it is an NFC East battle uh, in an attempt for the Giants to possibly squash the playoff hopes for the Philadelphia Eagles. Folks, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.